0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part. And it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Martha, Martha. You are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. A familiar passage, probably for most of us, one that really strikes the Catholic imagination in a lot of beautiful ways. And of course, we know the message. It's very clear. Work is bad. We shouldn't be working. You know, all that time you spend doing the work that you do, that's not helping you grow in holiness. You need to spend more time praying and praying only because people who spend all their time working will not get to heaven and the people who pray all the time, they will get to heaven. Amen? You don't look very convinced. (laughs) Rightly so. That would be an incorrect interpretation. Amen? But yet, isn't it the case that quite often we feel that way about this particular passage? We think, Martha's getting the raw end of a deal here. She's working diligently. Why is Jesus critiquing her for serving and working? Isn't that part of what we are supposed to do? Now, we look to the first reading. We see that Abraham and Sarah were also very busy working and when they were busy working serving their guests who had come who is the lord and they go through all that at the end of all that busy working they're actually blessed and they're told sarah will finally conceive a son well what gives what's the difference martha works hard diligently makes sure everything's taken care of and she gets critiqued Abraham and Sarah work hard, busy, take care, and they get blessed. What gives? Back when I was in formation for the priesthood during my fourth year in Rome, I had spent my uh, four postgraduate years studying at a university in Rome, I would have an apostolate that I would do. Uh, An apostolate, meaning a, a ministry that I worked for, along with my academic studies. And what I did during my fourth year was I would travel to the Navy base in Naples, Italy, and teach the religious education and also the confirmation program. That year I was selected to lead the confirmation retreat for our young teens, which I was very excited to do. I'm very passionate about youth ministry. In fact my whole faith really came from a great youth ministry program and even my vocation to the priesthood was something that I really discovered because of that great gift. So I'm very passionate about that and I was very excited to have this chance to do the confirmation retreat which was taking place uh, just near uh, Mount Vesuvius actually. We are going up a mountain, you know how we like to go up to mountains around here like in Julian for our retreats and things like that. Well, where we would go was just opposite of Mount Vesuvius was this hill. You know, Pompeii. You know what I'm talking about say Mount Vesuvius, right? So Pompeii area. We went up to this mountain, and you could see Mount Vesuvius. Now, I was very diligent. I planned intensely. I had a great schedule, planned out the talks. I had all the materials ready. I rented the cars. I had the parents organized to transport the kids. And I was leading the caravan up to the mountain, where we would have this retreat. Now, Italy... It's kind of a hard country to navigate from a road perspective. And most of their roads, their highways in particular, are toll roads. So we get to a a certain toll and I pull up and I notice first thing that happens is my brother seminarians who are behind me made a wrong turn. Now when you make a wrong turn on the freeways and the highways in Italy, it's not like you just get off on the next exit, come back on and go back the other direction like we do here in the United States. It takes 15 20 miles sometimes to be able to find your way back on the proper freeway to get back to where you were So they were basically going to be about two hours late because of this one turn So that was the first stress Then as I pay my toll and put my gear back into first I had a stick shift rental car and sure enough as soon as I hit the pedal my transmission blows right there and There goes the gate closes right in front of me so I get out of my car, and I've got Italians behind me yelling at me. So I wave the parents over, say, come help me, please. I need to push the car through. So now I've got to pay the toll for a second time. So I put the money in for the toll, goes up. The parents push the car through. We pull off to the side, and we arrange ourselves in different cars. And one of the parents was generous enough to stay with the car and take care of that part. So we stuck into the van that we rented, and we kept going up to the mountain. Thirdly... (laughs) One of my brother seminarians, who I love very dearly and we're still very close friends, was using my computer as we arrived onto the mountain to work on his talk, and he dropped my computer. So I had no access to my talk or to my lovely schedule that I had arranged. So here's how we were starting off on this retreat as we got up to the mountain. Uh, I had lost half my retreat team. We were about two hours behind schedule, so you might as well just throw the schedule out the window. And I didn't have the materials I needed to give the first talks. So I became very anxious, very worried about how we were going to do this, and then eventually I became bossy. I started telling people, well, you got to do this, and we got to do this, and you shouldn't have done this, and you shouldn't have done that, we got to make this happen, we got to have that happen. And very quickly, the teens were looking at me like, you're supposed to be our leader? It dawned on me. I was getting so anxious, so worried about what I was doing and all the diligent work and planning I had done that I turned into a bossy person. And that was not who I wanted to be. And although I was trying to serve the needs of the teens in that moment, I was actually losing them. So luckily things switched. And I said, you know what? Lord, it's very clear that my plan was not your plan today. So I'm just going to be here with the teens. We're just going to talk, enjoy each other's company, and get through the evening. Now, it wasn't maybe the best and most perfect retreat I've ever had, but it was a very powerful time with those teens once I had surrendered to the reality of where I was and what I needed to do, which was to enjoy the company of those teens. Here's the difference I see between Abraham and Sarah and between Martha and really Mary as well. Because when we're trying to host guests or be hospitable to people, it's not just about serving their needs, especially if we get anxious and worried about it. If we get anxious and worried about serving their needs, what quickly happens? We become bossy. What did Martha do? She turns to her guests and she says, Jesus, tell her to help me. So she's anxious, she's worried, and then she becomes bossy. Whereas Mary... Choosing the better part, so to speak, was not just about hosting Jesus as a guest and serving his needs, but also about enjoying his company. That's the key difference. When we are hosting people in general, we can serve their needs but also we are more important, it's more valuable to enjoy their company. And isn't that really what we want as a host? We hold a a nice party or a gathering because we want to enjoy the friendship, the family, the, the company that we have with us. Not because we want a slave behind the stove, we want to do everything, although those things need to be done, otherwise the party would be a disaster, amen? But to enjoy their company. That's what Mary was doing, that's what Abraham and Sarah were doing. That's what really makes us good hosts. Now notice, too, about Abraham, Sarah, and Mary and Martha. They were hosting the Lord. So not only is this about how we host other guests, but I also want you to think about, are we hosting the Lord as a guest? The day that we do this in particular is here on Sunday. We come here, and certainly, yes, this is God's house, But in a real way, your body is a house for the Lord, where he wants to be welcomed as a guest. Not just be served, but yes, it is important to serve, but all the more so because he wants to enjoy your company, and we want to enjoy his company. So that's where I really want to kind of challenge ourselves here today on Sunday. You know, Sunday has become such a busy day. In our culture, you know this, and even you ask yourselves all the time, I'm sure, what am I not supposed to do on Sunday? I'm not supposed to work, right? Well, what does that mean? How does that pan out? How do we become, let's phrase it like this, a true host of the Lord? This is in the Catechism, paragraph 2186, actually, for those who want to look it up later. Catechism of the Catholic Church, 2186. First, Sunday is a time for reflection, silence, cultivation of the mind, and meditation, which furthers the growth of Christian interior life. Basically, worship God. Worship who? Number one, worship God. Can, can you repeat that? Number one, Church. worship God. Number two, Christians will also sanctify Sunday by devoting time and care to their families and relatives often difficult to do on other days of the week. Put simply, nurture relationships. Nurture what? Relationships. Number three, Sunday is traditionally consecrated by Christian piety to good works and humble service of the sick, the infirm, and the elderly. Put simply, serve the less fortunate. Serve who? The less fortunate. Worship God nurture relationships, especially family and friends, and serve the less fortunate. This is a great way to make Sunday an opportunity to welcome and be the host of God and enjoying his company. Because hospitality, hosting, is much more than just serving needs. It's much more than just getting anxious and worried about a bunch of different details. It's about enjoying the one thing necessary, the Lord himself.